Kitty after the explosion, and they took my only human Asian friend. You are my friend now. <coughs> oh, God, nobody loves me. Not even a stray cat. Oh, Christ. All right, time to get into the computer. Curse these bandaged fingers. I can't even get up the screen. Okay, here we go. Okay, what does this say? Uh, warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, early 90s holograms, quick physical therapy, cheesy blue screen, stuffed elephants, cigar box finger collections, holds his finger mint, a darkened closet filled with photosensitive masks, and Julie. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of the Spike and Movie Review. This is your host, Zan, saying, hey, what's up? Hope you guys are doing good. It's been an interesting and very unique time, and with me is... Is Deke once again. Yes, and joining us, someone we have talked about for quite some time, and sorry we kind of razzed you in episode 32, but the introduction of the one, the only... Jubs. Nice to meet y'all. Yes, we have a new co-host. We've, we only have three more mystery co-hosts to reveal, and then we've revealed all 15 of them. It's like unlocking characters in a fighting game. It's like the, the co-host. We should, we should actually make that, like a character select screen for the, for the webpage. And just like... Well, Hope is going to be our webmaster, and she says she'll get on it eventually. Hope, get on it. Well, you know, she's been kind of busy lately with everything going on. Apparently, her boyfriend is now a uncle. Oh, congratulations. Yes. He's a cool guy. Little bit. I like him. He's a fun guy. I still can't believe he does interior decorating for closets, but again, we it's a tough time. So he spends a lot of time in the closet, eh? Hmm. Hopefully she doesn't listen. Well, she won't listen to this episode. It says scary, <laughs> spooky things on the cup. <laughs> things like, Julie! <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I have no idea who you're talking about, but it definitely sounds interesting. Yep. Now, for those of you who don't know... Spock Inside that provides information and views about kinetically enhanced narratives. We have two podcasts. The first one is our infamous and very popular manga review podcast, which we actually start off with. We're up to episode 124. And we also have our this podcast, which is the movie review, where we talk about films, movies, cinema, películas, soap operas. Oh, wait, no, not that. Snuff films. I mean, no, no, not, no, not, not snuff films. Romance. 
Yes, we cover romances too. Uh, oh, I see. I actually that. thought we didn't do that. No, we cover almost. <laughs> I don't think everything. we should do that, but it's it's done. Some people like romance films. All actually, right, all right. Valentine's Day is one of your more popular episodes, I think. Yep, and also right, the No Strings right. Attached episode also was. For all you romance fans out there, I'm sorry, but okay. they still suck. Jubs is just a disgruntled romantic guy. He's a guy who, on Valentine's Day. He's like. No one sent me anything. <laughs> Box of tissues and some chocolate. And I'm good. <laughs> Box of tissues. Oh god! What are you, are well, you no, using those to dry your tears or catch your? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We'll talk about yeah. We'll talk about that later. Now you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us generally at spirekin at gmail.com. Me at zan at spirekin.com. That's X A N, not Z A N. We got enough. Error messages. <laughs> it's like, yeah, who the hell is trying? Who the hell is Zan? It's funny with Cal. Cal, it's C A L. Like Cal nah. Tech. Like, what the? Maybe that's why. I'm a Deke. D E K E. D E K E. Dot Spirekin at gmail.com. Send me a letter. Send me a face pic. Send me a nudie pic. Whatever you want to do. And we'll set up jobs with something once I get everything all fixed in mumbly jumbly. We have a voicemail, 206-350-8462. You can leave us voicemails, rants, raves, ratings. And also we have a Twitter account, Spirekin Movie. And supposedly we are also on Facebook. Yeah, we're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, too. Yeah, Spirekin uh, Movie Review Group and Spirekin Manga Review Group. And are we forgetting anything? Uh... No, I think that's about it. Uh... Oh, the, the forums, which the forums. are so dusty and it's like the freaking zombies are stuck there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a veritable capital wasteland of sorts. Um, but I, you can still check it out at spirekin.darkbb.com if you have uh, any kind of uh, any kind of post, anything on your mind that you want to leave. We all randomly check it. Just so make it sure will that get someone's read. there, of course. It's not like the old one, which there's nothing. It's freaking it's just, yeah, digital tumbleweed one. It's like, wait a minute, we, f- we forgot that we locked Big Rick in the closet forum, in the forums of the closet. Wait, 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 it's 2011, what, what do you mean? People still use forums? Some places are. I had a lot of good times on some message boards, they're, they're actually pretty fun. Message- I mean, have, have, has anyone actually read a modern forum nowadays? Have you? Uh, actually, yeah, I had to say. Yeah, but, but the thing is, unless you're able to actually prove that you are good, I will not put you on the forum because I have to mod forums, which isn't bad. Well, that's the thing. There's there's people that are genuinely going after, like, comedy on the forums. Like, some like something awful forums, those are actually really funny. They do a lot of Photoshop stuff, and I'll always pimp them Just out. look at 4chan and you'll be horrified completely at this oh, yeah. stuff. Or Fantasy Tour. <laughs> that's, that's like, all, those guys are fucking ridiculous. Those are fish fans, and they're wooks. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound all right. Do you so, know what a Wook is? Actually, email me. If you know what a Wook is, let me know. Because, yep. yes. Speaking <laughs> of which, we should get into the... Well, first off, before we should get into... Actually, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jobs. Just a little narration. Uh, I'm a pretty big geek. I, li- I like a lot of movies, different types of movies. Obviously, as you can tell from before, I'm not a big romantic fan. But I like sci-fi, a little action, comedy, maybe a little romantic comedy, but don't and, tell anyone I said it. Anything else besides movies? I mean, you like... I like to play video games. Uh, I'm really big into computers. I like anime a lot. I read a lot of manga. So you, do, you read a lot of books, too. I do read a lot no, of yes, books. Oh, yes, we have a lot of book questions, because we have a lot of book literate fans. But, yeah, but, a lot of... Yeah. 
It depends on the type of book because I, I'm not your your typical literate person. I, I like a lot of science fiction and mystery and action. Well, that's most like of our fans. If you're expecting something really deep from me when it comes to the literary field, you're getting your hopes up too high. It's like, oh, you, you don't want you don't, you don't want to get into a discussion of, uh, on Homer's Odyssey right now. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> Followed by the Iliad. You know, we'll, we'll go jump right into that. Hey, at least, at least we're not doing the difference between House of Trades and the freaking House of what Dur- Durkin, Dur- whatever the fuck. That I hate. Well, I don't want to get into fucking Dune. Dune. Uh, I hate fucking Frank Herbert so much. I hate his fucking writing. Oh, uh, Dune wasn't. Well, uh, we'll, we'll save this for the D- the Dune podcast, which we have to do eventually. Because people say, "I want Dune. Please do Dune. Why do you hate Frank Herbert so much?" I'm like. I will discuss this on the Dune podcast. He has a lot of fans, though, doesn't he? Like, I can't say that... I, okay, I've never read Dune. Um, so I don't really know his style. I threw the book out after... Really? Is it just the way he writes it? Uh, or is the house, The house of, of Atreides begat the house of this and this and oh, So it's just, like, fucking long and drawn it's out. It's like the unabridged version of The Princess Bride, where it spends three chapters just talking about the political climate of the country. Okay, then. Yeah, I, I hate political writings. I can't stand them. So that's probably why I've never read Dune, to be honest with you. Neither have I. I've only seen the movie, and uh, all i got to say about the movie... Da, ba, Patrick ba, ba, Stewart, that's it. Da, ba, 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 ba. Patrick Stewart was in Dune? I yeah, seen it so, so was Sting. Man. I know Sting was. Sting and the guy from The Cat's Eye, and um, Kyle MacLachlan, and... But I didn't know Sir Patrick Stewart was in that film. Again, like I said, we'll get into that in that episode. Also, another thing is someone said we should watch the <coughs> Call of Cthulhu movie, which is a movie made in 2005 that actually is a silent movie and made, looks like it was made in the 20s. Really? They took the story, the the, the Call of Cthulhu, and they made it into a movie. And it's supposedly like the most realistic or most accurate H.P. Lovecraft. Do you have any that Lovecraft? Could be interesting. Lovecraft is good. Uh, on the list we do. No, do you, like, have any Lovecraft books? That you uh, get, like, no, but a friend of mine, uh, the infamous DM we've spoken about in earlier episodes, he has the entire collection. He'll lend it. It's, really? Some of the stuff is good. Some of it's just really just, like, he's ranting in letters, and you're like... Yeah, no, I was actually, like... I mean, I'm familiar with the, the, the culture of H.P. Lovecraft stuff, like Cthulhu and all that, like, the... You, know, you just remember the picture of Cthulhu at the convenience store. <laughs> no, I actually just picked up a uh, an actual collection of uh, a whole bunch of short stories and stuff. Oh, actually, yeah? pretty interesting. So I read, like, I was reading a little bit about it, and then, like, um, like he actually he's like a horrible racist, or he was like really uh, xenophobic oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, he, he didn't come from the best upbringing, and he was kind of like he kind of had a broken childhood and like a really fucked up life. He wasn't like total racist because he married a Jewish girl and. Like, well, he was a racist. He's calling the cat. Did he? I didn't know that. See, yeah, I don't. I haven't. The cat, I haven't no, read he named it. a cat in the book. Cat. <laughs> oh, nice. Good job, Lovecraft. I guess it was back in the day, though. He could get away with yeah, that. So, but it, it, someone says, "Oh, it's because of the period." He was a fucking bigot and a racist, and he was a nut. It translates. Yeah, it doesn't translate well. I mean, some of the things it. are really well, good. Judging but, from the time period that he was alive in, I mean, that was just commonplace. Yeah, so. Yes, true, true, yeah, true. But we should save famous. this for one of the Lovecraft, like from Beyond or Reanimator or uh, Diagon or one of those movies. We should get on with it just a little bit. We should just get once again another tangent brought to you by. SpirekinMovieReview.com No, www.spirekin.com Now let's get into some of our Master, I have mail for you You've got mail There's a letter in your mailbox You've got mail Spirekin Email Reviews First one is from ShiningFingers469 at Really? 
Really? What I didn't, kind of name is that, dude? Come on, no, seriously. Uh, no, I get the. I, I understand the reference. He's a he's a he's a robot fan, but really, that's your email provider. I didn't even think they were still in business anymore. <laughs> I haven't gotten a floppy disk in the mail in a long time. <laughs> What's going on? I thought they finally upgraded the CDs, or did they? Did they, did they no, they did. Yet? But either way, Shining Fingers is a G Gundam reference. But either way, the title of the email is Sandy Days Movie Nights. It's kind of lame. Okay. But first off, the Chango bit is getting old. Second, I think you goose goose. What the fuck is a goo? You goose are one of the top ten podcasts, in my opinion. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. First thing was an insult, but then... I don't deserve it. I, I don't deserve that, because it's my first episode, but still, thank you. Okay, so, just curious, what do you guys think about the new Thor trailer? Ernie. Mm. Alright, Ernie. First off, Chongo... Whatever, man. Who gives a shit? Chongo, we featured him for the theme month just because it fit. Is Arnold getting old too? Fuck you! He's my fucking man. What about what, what about what about the Colonel? Oh. <laughs> How dare you insult Chango? He's my fucking tour manager. He gets me all my peels. Oh. <laughs> yes, but well, Chango is just a bit we use when we want to fill time. He's interesting. We'll bring him back occasionally, but apparently we have been using a little, so we'll give him a That's little actually, break. Yeah, people don't really like the Chango bit, I guess. No, the person, got... one person said it was good, but you gotta space it, so we'll leave it off for a little bit. So, after the next theme month, which we actually have to introduce at the end of this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, don't worry. We got more characters. We That's just the that's just the bottom of the bag, okay? okay we got more gold. So, alright. All right, second. You think we're the one of the top ten podcasts? Thanks, dude. But learn really how to spell check, dude. No, don't rip this guy too bad. No, one insult- minor, one minor typo. He can get away with that. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I do it all the time. <laughs> no, but also the first and second thing that kind of like drives me nuts. He pick one. Not well, he could have. He could have sent this over his phone, and true. I make that mistake. And, and all you time. got to autocorrect on the phones now. I mean, true, don't true. even get me started. Okay, okay. Yeah. all right. So don't worry, Ernie. We're not going to rip you a total new asshole. Right, you so are a fan. He said we're in the top ten. Yeah, Thanks, very buddy. true. Very true. Thank you. Okay. Well, last one. What do you think about the new Thor trailer? I think he means the full length one, not the teaser. I'm digging it. Yeah, I fucking love it, dude. Still, I think the Thor. That says it all right there. True. I still think that um, Cap is going to beat the shit out of it, honestly, but... Yeah, good dude, Captain America. I mean, come on. That new trailer just sold Captain America. Here's the thing. I don't know. See, okay, because it's going to be crossovers. Captain America, everybody wants to see. Of course. Every fucking... People that aren't comic book fans want to see Captain America. Thor, on the other hand... I mean, you got Kenneth He's Branagh. He's kind of niche. Thor's kind of a niche. Yeah, but you got own. Kenneth Branagh di- uh, directing it. So he brings in a certain audience, a Shakespearean audience, oh, yeah. people that know him. But who else is going to say it? Well, they got Natalie Portman in it. She's not. It's going to get so much fucking press. You know what? I don't know, man. I think actually Thor is going to do really well at the box. Unless they do the typical superhero movie tripe work, which is the commercial is awesome and the film is garbage. I don't think I don't think that's garbage. gonna happen. I don't think it can be not with not with Brandon directing. I don't think it is, but I'm just I'm ho- holding out that's that's not the case. But there is always that case that does happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've learned not to get my hopes up for things because they've been trounced numerous times on on numerous movies that I thought were going to be great. But yeah, I, I like, still got my hopes for this. Like one. fucking the Sucker Punch. I heard the reviews rolling in for that and not good. Yeah, they're saying that first act is is garbage. That you know what it is. I want to see the movie. I really want to. The visual effects look awesome, like just the, the fantasy sequences. But I saw a clip on uh, Conan O'Brien the other day because one of the girls was in it. Dude, the acting in that was fucking bullshit. Like she's just like ah, ooh, ah, like crap. Like I can tell 
within a 30 second clip that the movie's going to be shit. Well, one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of directors and a lot of producers are making nowadays with movies, in my opinion, is the fact that they focus way too much on the special effects and not enough on the plot and the story. Very true. And, and, and the acting. Well, they focus more on the special effects. Big bang, boom, huge explosions everywhere, and not enough on, on what really matters. Because I'm sorry, you know. Granted, yes, the general public, you know, they're pretty stupid for the most part. But you know, people still want to see though, quality. Not you though, not you guys, not, not you the guys, listeners, not, not the listeners. listeners. Yeah, we have to qualify that, not you, because you are actually listening to us, which means you are getting quality. <laughs> we are uh, we are delivering painstakingly quality, questionable quality, questionable, questionable quality. quality content, but. I see what you're saying. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We should just really, we'll think about it. like. Well, we'll see. All right. Thanks, Ernie. Next. Next one is from a different Ernie. What? Really? No. Ernie. No. Different, different email. email address. Is it anything similar? Ernie? I didn't no. think there was two people in America named Ernie. Except Ernie Ray's Jr., who I love. Apparently, two different Ernies. So, and this guy is known as the Rotten Mayo Man. Uh, I don't want to know where you came up with that. I could, I could think, but I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, rotten mayo. <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked about my hatred of mayo again. Another thing I hate. But anyway, so. okay. oh, mayo's awesome, dude. You can't have a sandwich without mayo. What's yes, wrong you with can. you? No, you can't. You, you have so many other condiments you could use. Seriously, but anyway, that, that will keep for a sandwich episode or a supplemental. Right, so let's see. You read it. Heard about you guys on Fight Bats podcast. Wait, you wait, guys, fight, are- fight bats, fight bat. I think he means fight bait. Okay. You guys are pretty good, but you should, should release episodes more often. Are you going to review following movies? The Sandlot, Explorers, Dennis the Menace, Spy Kids, Little Giants, Surf Ninjas, and Fern Gully. Well, I hope to hear more episodes. Ernie. Hmm. San, San Diego. It's funny that I actually said uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. because um, Surf Ninjas is one of my fucking favorite movies ever. Uh, Ernie, yeah, we will definitely be reviewing that at some point. Because, as you can tell, I'm already starting to gush about it. Uh, Little Giants is awesome. Yep. Sandlot, absolutely. Sandlot. Even Fern Gully, for crying out loud. That's a classic, too. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I, the little kid in me likes that movie, all right? Dennis the Menace. Which one, though? Are you talking about the bad remake or the one with... Uh, no, oh, no, no. With Christopher Lloyd absolutely. and Mason Gamble. Absolutely. If you're talking about any other Dennis the Menace, then you're, you're on something. Because that's the only Dennis the Menace as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, Red wires, green wires, stuck them right through me. Fucking the Batty Coda rap. Yeah. <laughs> and Ex- Explorers. That's a that's an old movie. That was with uh, River Phoenix yep. and uh, what's his name? Always right? wearing glasses. That's yeah. an old movie. And Ethan Hawke was in that. So either dude, Ernie, you're either a very young kid, which I, which could be because of the spelling errors, or you are a guy who wants to go back in time. Spy man, you're kids, a Nazi, man. Spy kids. I, I don't know about. It. I mean, it, if, you just, spy, hear, okay, if you just want to hear one giant kids. long no, trash no. fest, then absolutely. No, it is is a Robert Rodriguez movie, and I will give him that because there are some nice nods, but it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie though. Unless like we watch it with Nikki and my nephew and stuff, then there's no reason for me to watch Spy Kids. I'm okay. sorry. I agree with you. Well, but. you know, maybe Spy Kids 3G just for the 3D effect of it, but that's about it. That's and there's way better movies to watch. Very true, very true. Thanks, Ernie. Um, uh, it's actually, good hearing from you. Actually, there is one final one, which I wanted to spring up on you quick if I could. All right, next email comes from John, a.k.a. Sassmasters General. Listen to your Legend review. I liked it. It was a good movie. Deke made the statement about Blade Runner that at least Ridley Scott did add fancy effects to it, which is not true. In one of his cuts... He added the unicorn running scene that he got from a legend cut, and then 25 years later, they reshot Zora running through the window. Also, the question from the show, 
Random question of the week. What other high fantasy films like this can you name? And he says, Lady Hawk is one of my favorites. Which is funny because Lady Hawk was on the Dodecahedron. Yes. We had that there. Okay, so, I guess you meant to say that at least Ridley Scott didn't add fancy effects to it. John, truth be told, I don't remember half the shit I blurred out during the podcast. In fact, I probably pulled that out of my bag of tricks, uh, a.k.a. my ass. Um, So I don't know if it was fucking true or not. There are about 8,000 versions of Blade Runner. I may not have seen all of them. Sorry, you, you caught me on that one. But I wouldn't say that... I think I was talking about George Lucas and how he goes back and actually digitally erases shots... And, you know, fucking makes Greedo shoot first. Han um, shot first. That's what I'm saying. Fucking really, Scott didn't, like, alter. I mean, he, yeah, he may, he may have inserted a scene, which is actually what I said in the podcast. I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll put this scene here and I'll throw this in. <laughs> so, technically, I was I was right. Technically, you were right. We'll meet in the middle here. Sorry, buddy. Um, I'm glad you liked the Legend Review, though. Did you like the Rapist Dwarves? I thought that was pretty funny. Well, you're always, John, you're always listening to us, and you're one of our better listeners. I will admit that. You've been with us since the way beginning. It's cool to hear from you. Hope you send us more emails. Speaking of Han shot first, did you guys, uh, you guys know who the original, uh, person they were originally casting to be Han Solo was? Christopher Walken? I heard you're going to get a kick out of this one. Nick Nolte. Really? He was originally cast, though? Well, it was who they were originally talking about. I don't know if he was originally cast, but it was one of the original ones they were thinking about using for it. Really? I think I think actually Christopher Walken did read for it. Yeah, no, Very he possible. did. Also, they said they wanted Al Pacino to do it. Oh, I'm glad they went with Harrison Ford. Yeah, he'd only acted in like one movie, I think. A couple. Guns of Navarro. And uh, oh, it was American Graffiti. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah, that's right. Okay, you're right. You're right. But and I was thinking of his first like bit part. I think he punched uh, Jack Lemmon in the face <laughs> in like uh, some movie. Like he was he was a Frenchman. He's all he had the beret and the striped shirt. He's like. And then, like, punch him in the face. I, don't, I forget. Who knows? So we should get on with it. Get on with it! Get on with it! Yeah, so I think we've killed enough time. And unlike the last episode where we spent an hour on a freaking email, we were able to cover three, which we're doing better. Yeah. Well, yes. We're getting better all the time. We're getting better all the time. All right, enough of the Beatles reference. Yes, no more okay. Beatles reference. So if you remember from the last episode, the infamous Dr. Detroit episode... <laughs> With our metal claw, we rolled the dodecahedron of movies, and it dictated on us that we were viewing a movie that came out all the way back in 1990. A long wow. time ago. Wow, that's like a whole other lifetime ago. Back then... I can't even remember what I did in 19... Bush Sr. was president. Because uh, I remember we did... We did the Tackerack, you yep. know. Anyway, so... So anyway, this way directed by, well... A guy we've reviewed in an earlier episode, actually. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Sam Raimi. Yes, last movie we reviewed with him is a little movie about a guy with his arm cut off. Zombies and deadites. And telling a lady... Honey, you got real ugly. Yes, and that was all the way back in episode... It was episode 18. Hail to... Yep. It was on, baby. This... Is my boomstick. Yes. A good movie, but he did this movie, and he... Did he have a cameo in this? Yeah, he did. At the very end. Bruce Campbell you're talking about? No, I mean Sam Raimi. He didn't have a cameo. Oh, Sam Raimi? He usually doesn't have a cameo. Oh, actually, we may have seen him. Well, either way, it's produced by Robert Tarpit. He did movies like The Grudge, Time Cop, and 30 Days a Night. 
Oh, Time Cop. That was an awesome movie. Well, we'll get Sorry to, if you didn't pick up on the sarcasm. We'll get to that. <laughs> By awesome, I mean like I'll shit in my hands and throw it at the wall and then jump through that wall. And the screenplay and the story are also by Sam Raimi. So he had three jobs. And this movie is starring Ted Raimi. That he's the main star? What? <laughs> of course, it's a staring movie. Ted Raimi has to be in this for something, and his role is... I think it's in wait, his contract. Wait, wait. How, how is he the star of the movie? He's the not movie the had star. nothing to do with... Well, I mean, it did, but didn't really... I mean, he wasn't the main character! How is he the star? Either way, he is Ted Raimi. B's in this movie for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, he has a very fun scene. Yes. <laughs> Bouncing up and down in traffic. <laughs> okay, next, it's also starring Colin Friels. He was actually in our Dark City episode. He played the Detective Wolinski. We didn't really talk about too much. He's kind of the conspiracy nut. In this movie, he's kind of the big boss. But Yeah, big boss, crazy bad guy. Kind of has a sensitive side as well, but all-around dynamic evil villain. Yeah, it's also starring Larry Drake. You may have seen him in some Battlestar Galactica episode or Star Trek Voyager or Stargate. <laughs> yeah, he's a TV dude. Not bad. Also, this lady you might know from a little movie, Frances McDermott. Things like Fargo and Raising Arizona and... A little movie called Almost Famous. Blood Simple. She's a prolific actress. <laughs> yes. If you don't know Frances McDormand, then do but your homework. Actually, and the thing is... I'm of the opinion that she did not age well now. No, no way, dude. No, but she was she was hot in this movie, but she's just come more normal looking. That's what I mean. She well, was, yeah, I mean, she could be a lot... She actually looks pretty good for how she, you know, how old she... This is like 21 years ago. But compared to Fran Drescher in the last episode. Yeah, but... Alright, so Fran... Yeah, okay, Fran Drescher was like incredibly hot in the in the last episode. Frances McDormand was never really that hot, but she's a much more prolific actress. She can. She has much more range. She's a better actress than Fran Drescher. I'm I sorry. agree. I agree there. She's a better actress. I just think that. But anyway. And Burn After Reading. She was fit as shit, man. She she like she looked really tight in that movie. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Then submit, submit. <laughs> sorry, I love Frances McDormand. I'm staring outside her window. Julie. <laughs> yes, and the movie's starring. Liam Neeson. And come on, if you don't know who Liam Neeson is, then you, you shouldn't even be listening to us. You shouldn't be watching movies. You should throw yourself off a cliff. We've done a couple movies with him in it, actually, but he's never the main character. No, he's, he's always um, like an Excalibur he was in as a drunken madman knight and fucking... I liked Excalibur. Excalibur's awesome. Yes, an episode you were supposed to be on and you didn't show I up. know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a fun episode, though. Yes, yes, yes. But he is an Excalibur. He was in movies like we won't talk about the two movies which he ruined, but we'll leave those two in the box Wait, under the couch. What did he ruin? He well, didn't, he didn't ruin, ruin it. Yeah. Well, no, George Lucas. No. Yes, we, exactly. We will leave that. We will leave that movie under the couch for now because we're not going to discuss. I love Liam Neeson. <laughs> but he was in such movies besides this as Taken, The Unknown, which is just Taken Two. Yeah, his range is crazy because he can do like Oscar caliber performances. But he can also be in like shitty B movies too. Man mm. always works, and he's just a fucking class act. And is this movie a B movie? Uh, nah, it's a camp, campy <laughs> comic book type movie. Before I, comic book movies were actually like, I still don't good classify do. this as a comic book movie, but it's an issue. It we fits have. the formula of a comic book movie. I think it's actually framed out like a comic book movie. Uh, but the movie was it budgeted sixteen million dollars and it made forty eight million. 
48, so is it? Well, 48.8, so it made... It's a pretty huge movie. It was a yeah. huge hit. For, for, for when it was made, absolutely. That was definitely a huge <laughs> yeah. income. That's like, that's like six more movies, you know what I mean? That's and a they lot. Made, come on, you got to consider the time frame, the time period they were working in and stuff like that. They didn't have the special effects to have today. They didn't have the kind of CG that we have today, and they still, they still had some pretty good scenes. And in fact, this movie probably made the case for Sam Raimi to actually direct Spider-Man. Like, they probably were like, hey, look, he can do a comic book movie. And mm, true. Spider-Man. I'll give him that, but... I mean, I mean granted, he... Granted, did. he's a huge Spider-Man fan. Yeah. But. Well, we will not speak of the, the two sequels. But, but anyway, so, the movie, if you haven't guessed, is... Darkman! Darkman is about a guy named Peyton. Not Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton Westlake. And he's a scientist, of course. The scientist, mild-mannered, he dates a Francis McDormand, the attorney, Julie... They have a good relationship. They're introduced in the beginning. They're all lovey-dovey. And in, in the opening sequence, she has this paper that's actually a list of bribes. There's a, a document from this corporation that she's investigating, and it basically has written down that this town council guy gets $80,000, and this guy got forty-five, and this guy gets X amount. And it's a fairly important document. She puts her coffee down on it, leaves a coffee stain. So now it has like a distinguishing mark. She remembers this paper. So this paper is pretty important. Then we go, we zip over to, we'll introduce that as the opening sequence as Julie and Peyton are really in love, okay? And then, and Peyton is a doctor who has his own lab above a Java house. I don't remember, that's the one thing I remember about that place. It says Java. <laughs> and it's on the docks. you got to remember on the docks. Now, also on the docks, because the docks are home to some pretty shady characters. Uh, <laughs> we have an opening sequence where some limos and Cadillacs roll up to this uh, factory on the docks. And there's a bunch of goons and hirelings and thugs. And if you go back to our uh, episode 24, the Christmas episode with Die Hard, uh, we had a whole debate on the hierarchy of goons and, and hirelings. And where the goon unions are, and I don't think that the goon union was not represented in this movie. It was done very well because you had goons, you had thugs, you had bullies, you had oh, you had minions. the guys. Their weapons were based on uh, what standing they were in in the union. Like some guys had boards with nails in them. One guy had a nunchuck, and the other guy had a revolver, and some guys had machine guns. So it was like a, you know, you could tell the the thugs from the from the main goons. And not to mention that, that that this also set the stage for probably one of the potentially coolest weapons I've ever seen in a movie. Very true. Very I, I'm sorry the the wooden leg machine gun is, is just is, <laughs> it's, it, it's got to be it's got to be one of the greatest weapons I've ever heard of in my life. So what, so what would that be then? A wooden leg machine gun? What would that be classified as? What type of goon is that? What type of minion is that? Oh, that's a specialized goon. That's like, oh man, I don't even know. Well, we had a toady, though. We did have a toady. He wasn't a toady, though. All these guys, they were... You're saying Ted wasn't a toady? Because the first thing he does when they come out, he hides behind the boss. Oh, he was sucking the boss's dick. And then, uh, what was his name? Uh, Rick. Yes, like, the Durant had, like, a shining to Ted Raimi for some reason, and they mention it. There was a line in the movie later on, like, Oh, boss, Durant always liked Ted Raimi. So anyway, yeah, they go up. Eddie Black or something black he's an actual black man smoking a cigar chilling this is his turf he's like hey Durant you wanna come in muscle me on my turf fuck you motherfucker and then so then they're like oh no actually fuck you they rip off the wooden leg man's fucking wooden leg and then flip out a handle and it becomes a machine gun they start laying waste to the entire fucking dock it was like actually a really cool sequence it there's was. cars busting out of fucking crates 
There's fucking headshots. A, uh, a guy with no depth perception due to an eye patch <laughs> laying down some serious fire. He's laying down suppressing fire. That was awesome. A very cool scene. It ends up just showing that Duran is a badass because he beats Eddie Black and then he takes him, takes out a cigar cutter and then he lists reasons why Eddie Black should not fuck with him. He has three reasons. Each reason he cuts off the dude's fucking fingers with his cigar cutter. Uh, and then he gets to the third one, and he's like, my third reason you shouldn't fuck with me? I got seven more reasons. And then Eddie's like, ah! Fade to black. Okay, so that, Durant's a badass. There's some shit going down at the docks, okay? Yes. So, yes. so now some shit happens. The guy ahead of the company for that memo we were talking about that Francis McDormand has, she goes to confront him, and he's like, hey, listen, you weren't supposed to find that. That's a list of bribes. You shocked? We're trying to do something here. And then he reveals his grand plan. He's trying to build, like, Metropolis on the docks, basically. He's like, think of all the jobs we'll have. It'll be a, a building block for the future, huh? So he has, like, visions of grandeur. And Francis McDormand's like, oh, what the fuck? And he's like, leave your briefcase here, walk outside for ten minutes, and whatever happens, you know what happens. And she's like, no! Yeah, she's like, I can't do that. It's like, why? They're gonna build jobs. This is like, fuck. It's supposed to be L.A., but it's actually kind of reminiscent of Detroit. And actually, the OCP entire OCP. Detroit. Yo, seriously, that was wasn't that OCP's whole thing? They were yeah. trying to buy up all the ghetto so they could like build a brand new city and shit. Yeah. So it's reminiscent of that. So you have that that like. Uh, so the question is, which one came first, though? Did, did they rip off of them or did they rip off? Uh, I think Robocop, Robocop came out in '88, I believe. Yeah. So That's Robocop was first. But it's, the premise was there because the '90s was the big boom of you know the yuppie boom. So yeah, it was right before the economy started turning around because if you think back then there was like a pretty much a depression what we're in right now so you know it usually cycles every once every 20 years yep. or so so that's it's pretty much the same time period so that's that's where they were going evil corporations yep. and then the the poor people fighting for what the scraps you know. yep. so zoom over to Peyton's lab uh, Peyton he's a scientist who's making uh, burn tissue pretty much what it is it's essentially a mask that you put on burn tissue and it works. It isn't like actually something which covers the skin or something. No, it's a fucking mask. Well, they say it's artificial skin, and for some reason, they're having problems with the skin. It deteriorates after 90 minutes, and they don't know why. 99 minutes. 99 minutes. About 100 minutes, it breaks down. It just, The cells erase. And in the video game, that's the time limit you have for each, game, each level. He's come through a breakthrough because he figured out that the, the reason why it breaks down is it's photosensitive material. He's like, we could do this. And he's talking to his man friend who doesn't have a name. The Asian, Asian cat man. Asian everyman. Yes. Which is pretty much what he, what he boils down to. I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. He knows Kung Fu. He does, exactly. Yeah, the he Asian lab assistant no, knows Kung Fu. He does not know Kung Fu. He dude, tries he to. They totally Kung Fu move that gun out of that guy's head. dude. He was just like, Waka! No, he does it once. If he knew Kung Fu, he'd kick all yeah, their ass. Then he got jumped. I mean, he's a weakling. He was a scientist. He had a plastic bag over his head. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't see. I mean, how is he supposed to do his Kung Fu if he can't see what he's doing? Okay, so we got a little ahead of ourselves. So they're, they're doing the science experiment. They have a breakthrough. Then all of a sudden, who should show up? Durant. He wants that fucking paper. He knows that it's in the lab. I don't really remember how it got in the lab, but it, was, it ended up in the lab. So then this whole sequence of Liam Neeson getting his face smashed through about every single Erlenmeyer flask in the lab, through all the windows. Uh, you laughing maniacally <laughs> the entire time. Like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I Not to mention a, a slight reappearance of my, my favorite prop weapon ever, the wooden leg Oh, gun. yeah, the dude still had the wooden leg machine gun, or they got patted down in the beginning, so that's why they had the, the wooden leg machine gun. 
if they were just going to freaking rough up a scientist, they should have just brought guns. I mean, this guy needs... He's handicapped. He has a fake leg for Christ's Maybe that sake. makes him feel empowered. <laughs> he's like, they took my leg, but now I'm going to give it back. <laughs> so, anyway, long story so, short... They, after horrible disfigurement, they, lots and they, lots of horrible they destroy, disfigurement, they, 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 they destroy the kill, lab. They kill the Asian guy... They fucking rigged the lab to explode. They got the acetylene tank rolling. Which, which were very conveniently placed, mind you. They, they looked like they actually belonged in that lab. Like, literally, this guy's... Like, Liam Neeson was asking for trouble when he ordered about 8,000 acetylene tanks just to randomly store all over at key positions in his lab. So they rig it to explode. There's, like, a whole mechanism thing with the lighter. Julie's rolling up. She goes, oh, where's my... I, I've been working so hard all day. I just want to hug and kiss Peyton. And she's thinking about marriage and, you know, She whatever. didn't even think about the fact that she declined the guy who could potentially kill her. <laughs> no, that's not in her mind no. at all. Oh, Peyton, I love you. Next scene, she's about to walk in. All of a sudden, the fucking building explodes and... Like a bottle rocket, Liam Neeson's flaming body gets blasted about 100 feet in the air and then down into the San Francisco Bay. So sh- should we vote on this right now? Greatest movie explosion ever? No. Not it's... the greatest. Uh, I think it was the greatest. The greatest is among the cheesiest no, of No, greatest explosions. human propulsion via a yes, explosion. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It was okay, rem- like fucking Wiley e. Coyote didn't even have uh, explosions like that. So then we got a nice transition sequence of her just standing there behind blue screen wearing regular clothes to her in morning gear, and she's the only person at his funeral. That's because his only friend was the Asian man, and he got a bullet through his head. Yep, so now we discover they think he's dead. He's now being wooed by the jerk who you pretty much, if you think about it, you know he was why the guy died, but she doesn't think that. She's like, oh, let me let you comfort me because I know you want to do things to well, me. That's the boss guy. Yeah, the boss. The evil, evil boss dude. She's he's trying to, he's try, trying to woo her to try to get her to forget about the uh, whole memo and the bribes thing so they can get the docs pushed through. And then Peyton, you find out that Peyton kind of survived. He's been in a coma and the doctors and the wonderfulness of triage. They decided they're going to. I'm sorry, they had to be mad scientists. No doctors would actually do that to a human being. No, they didn't. They they, had, they basically had him on the, the human centrifuge machine, and then she reveals that they snipped his uh, ability to feel pain because he would, uh, because of the massive burns that he sustained, he would have a lifetime of pain. So they're like, yeah, we just severed his nerve endings. That they, makes they, it so much then better. Then they stab him with a pin just to show. Like, <laughs> she's like, know. oh, look, he doesn't feel anything. And she's like stabbing him with a fucking scalpel. He doesn't flinch. And she's like, oh. And then you see if there's more people like this. Yeah, there's like a whole wing of fucking freaks that they're experimenting on. It's awful. Then the, and, but she says the thing is, in exchange for him having no feelings, he has increased strength and he's got... Uh, increased aggression. Yeah, increased aggression because of the loneliness. Like, he won't be able to feel physically, so it'll just heighten his emotional state. And then she sa- she basically says that uh, sudden bouts of rage <laughs> weren't <laughs> uncommon in these people. So it's like, hmm, uh-oh. And so next scene you see, you just see they're walking away and you hear the, a klaxon go off. You're like, wait, wait, where's the nuclear which, which stuff? Sound, which, which, yeah, literally sounded like I was prepared to hear, dive, dive. <laughs> Torpedo ahead. Code blue. Peyton's gone. And the doctors are like, oh, shit. So then he, he makes his way stumbling through the dark. He finds a fucking trench coat in a dumpster. He puts it on. It's raining. He's all bandaged up. He's freak-like. His hands are fucking... Destroyed, you know. And who does he stumble upon? <laughs> Julie. And for the rest of the movie, pretty much he just says, Julie. 
No, he has a few more lines. Well, he has other lines, but for the most part, 90% of his dialogue is just, Julie! Yeah, we probably should have counted how many times he said that, <laughs> just so we could have given you a final tally. It's but, probably on the Wikipedia, but I don't think we should really... Nah. It's like kind of like it's kind of like the same thing like, if you're watching like an episode of Naruto. You count how many times somebody turns into a, a log when you think they got killed. Yeah, very true, very true. But we should... Uh, so, he, he's lost everything, and Peyton wants revenge. Because he, he, he... Of course, he, who wouldn't? They he took goes, his face. They took his face, they took his hands, they took everything, so he now goes on to his revenge against the six guys who defiled him. It's like, oh... So, how's he going to do that? Okay, first stop, let's go to the old blown-out lab. Oh, this computer monitor looks alright. It's just uh, only Giant been... gaping hole in the back. <laughs> it's only been involved in explosion. Oh, this keyboard looks alright. Oh, this flask wasn't smashed in my face. Oh, let's take this equipment. So, he, he gets all his ghetto equipment. Then he, he goes shopping for some new real estate. It's just so happy. Apparently, there's nothing but abandoned factories and warehouses for, uh, for people to set up shop Which in. Which, I'm fairly positive, Deke is almost positive, and I agree with him on this, that the, the exact factory he used may have been used in one of the RoboCop movies. Yeah, the first RoboCop movie. Like, the guy, they even had the sulfuric acid tank uh, featured in it. So, anyway. So, he sets up shop, and he's, he's researching, and he, he finds a picture, but it's partially destroyed of his face. He scans it in the computer. The, re- the computer has to reconstruct, but it's going to take a month to reconstruct so he can get a face for himself uh, so that he can actually walk around in daylight. For 90 minutes. Yeah, of course, it's minutes. only going to last 99 minutes, but it's, it's a start. Because he's trying to figure out how to fix it. He can't do it. He's just getting angrier and angrier. And then his, in his typical truly watching moments, he sees his tormentors. And he thinks, I'll get revenge. So he starts following them around with a Nikon camera, which how he afforded, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think his credit cards got burned in the fire. But I, can, I can't see him in a store like saying, I want that camera. Does it have the wide lens? Ah, for watching people from afar? Ah, Julie! And then the salesperson's like, I don't think you should have this. Give me the fucking camera! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. So then he's like taking pictures and he makes like a. Seriously, he has a darkened closet filled with prosthetics like masks, hands, all sorts of stuff. And he impersonates each of the criminal members and he slowly gets dressed. Yeah, he's like, he's stalking the, the, the crew that fucked him up. So, which was the best best death from the crew, you think? I'd say the, probably the first one. Yeah. Rick, Ted yep. Raimi, yeah. No, I think it's Rick or, Dur- or Durant's death. <laughs> Durant's was awesome. It's quote unquote death, because there is a sequel called Durant's Revenge, but we won't get into that now. Rick captures Rick. He takes him into the sewer. He's holding him, like, he's, in, he's right above, he's on the ladder, and then he's holding Rick down the chasm, and Rick's like, oh my god, don't drop me! And then he, Rick spills his fucking guts. He's like, okay, Durant's here, we did this, so we want this. So he's like, He's like, I told you everything you want. He's like, yes, you did, Rick. But let's pretend you didn't. <laughs> like, he, instead of dropping him, he actually lifts him up through the manhole cover. <coughs> and he's in fucking oncoming traffic. Rick's great. He's like, ah! Well, the fucking cars are going all around. He's like bobbing up and down. Like Probably fucking... one of the funniest scenes of the movie. Oh, this is great. And then he gets, of course, he actually gets Rick rolled, and then fucking a, a <laughs> semi runs over his fucking melon. I mean, of course, if you're gonna run somebody over in a movie, <laughs> you gotta do it with a semi truck. The image is so much more powerful. Very that true. Way. And from this point on, he starts getting down each one one at a time until it comes to a climactic fight at the end of the movie. 
and we with a rivet gun. With no, a rivet. that's not even the. the well, but we're, we're the jumping. Comment. We are jumping way ahead of ourselves here. Could go further on into this, but I think that we should like leave you guys to if you want to have a chance to watch it. Really, because right. I'd be spoiling a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I just want to say that that the one seek the helicopter sequence, awesome. Yes, the way they did it, everything, the stunts. There's a lot of stunts. There's a lot of explosions. Cars blowing up on a uh, actual freeway. Helicopter stunts flying through the city with Darkman on the fucking winch, like dangling below, laughing maniacally and taking out people. There's a grenade launcher. There's fucking machine gun uh, police helicopters. It's crazy. A it's guy awesome. from yeah. Wayne's World. And, and yeah, the, the, one of the goons is actually in Wayne's World. Fucking see crazy. See if you can figure out who it was. Also. When you're watching this, especially for the scene and stuff, just remember, I mean, that this movie was filmed a long time ago, and just remember that they did the best they could with the special effects of their time, and in my opinion, and I believe in Deeks and, and Zan's opinion, they did a pretty good job with it. No, this was really good practical effects, I admit. Yeah, all blue screen. All, all the practical effects, except for the except for one scene, were really good in this movie, and it, but it's, it's a Sam Raimi movie. He knows, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and you got to keep in mind, too, it's also a lot of classic Raimi shots. If you're a Sam Raimi fan, um, he yeah. did a lot of these shots in other movies. Uh, you know, just a whole follow cam, like when a bullet gets fired, he's following it with the fucking, with the uh, camera. Just really cool stuff. No, it is. The soundtrack was negligible. It's, I mean, it's alright. It was all or- orchestra stuff. It was there not was really no, memorable. Like, no, it just it just highlighted the action. It wasn't really like a score that stuck, like you couldn't listen to the soundtrack rocking out on your iPod or something. Uh, I'm gonna say, in my opinion, this movie MVP is still gonna be, I think, Liam Neeson, because he did really well, because most of the movie, he's wearing a lot of prosthetics and a lot of makeup and bandages, and he still conveys a really good job. And it's also, he is, it's Liam Neeson. I think he was the best. Yeah, I'll, I'll be your echo on that one. Liam Neeson, fucking class act all the way. Great actor. Prosthetics were awesome, too. Yeah, yeah I agree. They did, a, they did a good... The uh, makeup artist did actually a great job with this movie. It's really hard to root for somebody that has no lips and his teeth are like just like... Rah! It's like usually you'd, you'd want to be like running away from that guy, but he's our hero and he yeah. actually pulls it off. Yeah. Oh, one thing we did forget last thing before we get into anything further, there is a scene which is very reminiscent to the Conan fight in the Mirror Monster where there's a futile action that's being done over and over again. Now, if you don't remember in Conan the Destroyer, he couldn't fight the Mirror Monster and he kept swinging his sword at him over and over again until the point where he actually tried to overhand chop and broke the mirror. This has a situation where there's an explosive that'll go off it when one of those Thanks. dropper birds, the ones which have the levy, onto onto a lighter, which will light and it cause a bunch of exp- yeah, it'll ignite the gas. Once again, more more conveniently placed oxyacetylene tanks. <laughs> yes, and so what happens is the guy goes, he sees it, he's going to get it, and turns out it's a hologram. Yeah, he keeps swiping his hand through it though. It's a, it says hologram, 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 and he's like still trying to grab it. It's like, dude. It, you didn't grab it physically the it first time. It didn't work the first time. It's not going like, to work the second time, You think it's like jackass. phasing in and out of reality? Like, is it like maybe all of a sudden, like, if you catch it at just the right moment, it'll turn solid and you'll be able to smack it away? No, that was like... No. In the back of my head, I'm like, you must have been the kid who was pulling the square and the circle peg, weren't you? While eating the gl- the glue paste. Very true. But either way, just a little nice little highlight. Now, there's one more thing I would like to talk about before we get to the final review, and that's that they repeat a lot of similar actions over and over again in this movie. Like, constantly, whenever Darkman is attacking someone, the guy, Darkman disappears, and the guy looks up and you see Darkman falling and going, Rah! and this happens over and over again. Low repetitious, pretty cool. Besides that, the little 
gets on your nerve a little bit, and they repeat in the sequels, but it's pretty inventive, and just it's very reminiscent of him just jumping in, killing people, and scaring them. Now, those who don't know, we have a five-point rating system in our podcast. It's phrases. We don't use numbers, we don't use stars, we don't use thumbs up, like, I'm giving this seven thumbs up. Now, lowest rating this is... Protest outside your local red box so that nobody in their fucking right brain will rent this reprehensible piece of shit. My next rating is something a little bit more classy. It's I have this in the background while surfing the internet for porn. It's kind of classy. Yeah. Middle of the ground is worth watching on DVD or VHS once. Our next highest is borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered. Well, in this movie we'll say offered Julie! (laughs) Unless somebody's offering you Julie! Do not, do not give it back. And our final rating is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the ninth circle of hell. You'll be forced to watch episode one for all eternity. While Durant is clipping off your fingers and toes. And you have Jar Jar Binks in the background rubbing your shoulder saying, Misa, I love you! Misa, I love you! Misa's so horny! Misa love Qui-Gon Jinn! Misa love Qui-Gon And then to top it off, we'll add Mom. <laughs> Mom still giving the titty blowjob while standing on an extension ladder? <laughs> yes. All the titty fuck come from the extension ladder? Uh, so... So we'll start with you, Jubs. What would you give this movie out of our five-point rating system? Yeah, it's, it's definitely at least worth watching once. That's that's a that's a good that's a good review. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna have to. You have to watch this movie at least once. Uh, you may actually really, really fucking like it, and it's got really cool scenes. Uh, and I given day, it might actually go up to the uh, to the next highest. I agree. I actually gonna agree with you guys. It's worth watching on DVD or VHS or in the theaters if it ever is out in theaters again once it's it's okay it's not noteworthy I mean it's a movie where you could watch it once and then you just put it away and it kind of disappears for a long time but then you'll see it on TV and you'll be like hey this is worth watching again but it's yeah. not like I have to watch this once a year or once every yeah, year yeah you're not gonna like when all you know if you have like a, a couple of friends uh, come over you're not gonna be like oh let's watch Darkman <coughs> you know what I mean it's, us not included in that statement. No, of course not, because <laughs> that's what we do. And but, also, the dodecahedron has told us to do it. We must obey the dodecahedron. Obey. Obey. Think, well, it wasn't a bad review, I don't think. I think we did justice. We didn't reveal too much. Give you guys yeah. a chance to watch it. Because not really much else really to talk about this movie. I mean, I mean we, yeah, we could go on like, scene-by-scene scene detail, but you know what? It kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, we save those for those special movies. Specifically movies with Arnold in it. Yeah, well, some movies, though. Some movies that we like really, really love, we got it, like, that we can talk. Honestly, I own Darkman. I haven't watched it in years. You know, it just kind of popped up on the list. And we rolled it, and we watched it. So, you know. Very true, very true. One other thing I will recommend... Uh, remember, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekinmovie at gmail.com, zanatspirekin.com, deke.spirekin at gmail.com. And we'll set up jobs with an, an email eventually. Before we even get So into, you can send all the hate mail. I know you won't. You're not going to have the hate mail. But one thing we should remember before anything else. Last thing. We've been attempting, we've been saying we we're going to do another theme month. We actually did a contest for it and it was voted upon. And so, for the month of April. <laughs> Officially, Sparkin is going to have a very interesting month. A month of relaxation, a month of, well... A month of drugs and contraband. Oh, wow, that's my favorite thing! Yes, this is going to be Sparkin's month of dope. A month of movies which have to do with a lot of interesting subjects. Stoner movies, drug movies, pretty much the whole gamut. 
and I'm gonna have to apologize to you in advance. You're probably gonna hear a lot of bong hits over the next few reviews. <laughs> Very true. And because of that, if you remember when we started with the month of Sword Sword Three and Trilla Sweaty Guys, the Dodecahedron rules do not apply. And speaking of which, we should get into that part we've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're talking about the one, the only. <sighs> The Dodecahedron do- do- of, of Movies. Julie! Either way. Yes, and what is the Dodecahedron? It is an object. Some say it was forged in the heart of Mount Doom by Sauron. Some people say it came from the Dragon's Den. But either way, it is a 12-sided object. It has numbers, and it will be rolled to dictate unto us what Exactly, we shall be reviewing for our next episode. And since, as we said, the rules are going to be typical theme month rules, as opposed to us having our roles, we're actually going to have 12 movies for this. And we have a pretty inventive list to start off with some very nice movies. It's a little hard to read, of course, but we'll see. All these? Yeah. So, Jub, since it is your first time, you get to roll the Dodecahedron and see what. It is number 12. Best movie you said you had. So, the next movie is an old movie, actually, surprisingly. It's a movie which is, like, the oldest of the stoner movies, you think? Actually, out of the ones we have, yeah. It's actually one of the first... I wouldn't even say it's a stoner movie. It's kind of like an adventure fueled in the drug days of, uh, of America. But it's starring the man himself, Bob! <laughs> Bob, nobody calls me Mr. Only the pigs call me Mr. Dennis Hopper. God rest his soul. Yeah, so what movie were we talking about? Talking about Easy Rider. Yeah, so opening, rolling of a, of certain <laughs> items. <laughs> rolling a spliff. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Oh, that's one thing we didn't talk about in, in Dr. Detroit, though. We didn't talk about that, that. Oh, the whole spliff scene where they're doing, like, shotguns and shit? Yeah, we didn't talk about we'll, that. We'll, we'll save all the drug talk for, uh, for next the next episode. So, it will be the next episode, right? It will be, of course. And okay. so, I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, leave us emails, send us messages, and well, I think that's it. So. Yeah, your feedback gives you a better podcast. Very true. And this is Jub saying, Fisherous goodbye! <laughs> it's been Deke. And this is your host, Zahn, my favorite quote. What am I? Hmm? Some kind of a circus freak? Is that it? Is that it? Hmm? Some kind of a freak? Me, I should be wearing a funny little hat. Do you like it? Yeah? Yeah? See the dancing freak. Pay five bucks. This is the dancing freak. Only five bucks. Two, three. Catch you next time, and remember, don't put on sunglasses when you're taking a bath. It's strange and unusual. <laughs> and don't don't bang anybody while wearing armor. Unless you're unless Sir. you work at medieval times. Or you're Sir you Uther. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have your 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 uncle legitimate stepdaughter there. <laughs> To traumatize him. Oh, her. God. Oh, uh, well, that's it. We're done. Okay, take care. Bye. Later, guys. Bye. Joy.
Because actually, um, I remember this movie right before we, no, we were. It. This is this was yes, this was the year that we. This we is the year we all met. Actually, it's the old, so the old, the old trailer. Well, the old I met trailer you. I met I met Jubs years ago. But anyway, yeah, but this is when we all like converged. Yeah. We were all hanging out. Remember, we were drawing like I I showed Jubs. I'd be like, hey man, check this out. And it was like a picture of our robot work. Like I, I drew like a robot suit and stuff. He's like, oh man, that's awesome. And then Zan, he'd be drawing something else. He'd be drawing a secret hideout and his, like the like Death Star plans and stuff. And he had his like ramp going out to the city. There, 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 there are no Death Star plans, no secret place plans. No, 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 no. There's no plans like that. There are no plans. No, no, let's just shove this under here. But that's how we all kind of started hanging out. It was back actually back in 1990. Yeah, and, we're, um, we're old. And it all, it, all it all started because of drawing. Very true. Yeah, actually, and those yeah, books definitely. that Mrs. Ha- made read. Who was Mr. <laughs> yeah, that was her. Oh my god! Yo, in the trailer, last... that that classroom was so cheesy. Remember the last day of school, like you, there was like a cardboard box. Yes. and you like, jumped in it and you drew like the race car controls. And oh like, my god! Nah, yeah, nah. yep, yep, yep. That was me. That was me, folks. That was me. I did that. And how I much of this? Is, and how much of this was handed out? That's the question. No, you gotta leave most of it in. Most of it will. But how much will we? Yeah. 